Welcome to the new episode of UVC Chronicles, an initiative by UVC G8. I am Bhavid and I'll be the host for this episode. Our guest for today is the leader in tech industry and a vocal advocate for women empowerment. Chronicles welcomes Ms. Sheenam Ori of the 1992 batch of EC. Sheenam was the vice president of strategy at SAP Labs India. Then she went on to become the vice president of enterprise data and mobility at Dell Digital and currently serves as the Managing Director at Broadridge Financial Solutions India. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you, ma'am, here. It's an absolute pleasure to be here, uh, Bhavit, too. Um, we are, uh, I'm absolutely delighted to be talking uh, to uh, students from my college. And uh, it fills me with great pleasure to be kind of reconnect with college anytime. Uh -huh. Uh, even we are excited to have you here today. So, Sheenam, could you give us a brief introduction of your journey so far from childhood to starting your career and what you're doing today? Thank you, Bhavit. Uh, so, I started my career, uh, or you wanted actually from childhood. So, I got, was born in Pune, but two months into my life, my parents shifted from Pune to a small city in the, in the state of Maharashtra in the district of Thane called Ambarnath. Um, Amarnath was characterized by the fact that they had two auto rickshaws, um, one hotel, two uh, schools, one theater. Uh, so a really nice small community to be, you know, starting uh, life in. Um, uh, in, a, in a simple, si very, very simple middle class uh, family, uh, high aspirations. Uh, that's how I started life, right? I'm a, I'm a product of two Virgo parents uh, who are uh, absolutely perfectionists at life. Uh, so you can imagine how, you know, the entire thing uh, kind of uh, began. Uh, I'm also uh, somebody who was very, very interested in maths and physics, uh, more maths than physics, and uh, used to take, still do actually, a lot of t uh, pleasure in solving life's problems and solving puzzles and solving, uh, you know, sodexos and, you know, crosswords and stuff like that. So give me a problem, I'm there to solve it, right? So problem solving is something that I absolutely enjoy doing. Um, we moved from, uh, from Thane into Bangalore in uh, just after I finished my 10th. And I then joined Mount Carmel in, uh, in uh, Bangalore to do my PUC. And post that, um, I got selected uh, to do my electronics engineering in UEC, which is the Government College of Engineering in Karnataka. Um, 88 to 92, a very beautiful part of my life, uh, made uh, some friends for life, uh, did a lot of extracurricular activities at college, uh, but Finally, when we passed out, we were not as blessed as, you know, the students of today, uh, not a lot of companies used to come to college. Uh, so uh, uh, luckily for me, there was a, a walk-in that a new company was doing in Bangalore, and the company was called, at that point of time, CITL, City Corp Information Technology Industries Limited, Bhavit. Uh, and uh, that company was an offshoot of Coastal, which was the captive of Citibank. So joined the fintech startup that wanted to build banking products uh, for non-city customers. Sittle became iFlex, became Oracle. I was with them for 15 years. And because it was a startup, you know, you do a lot of variety of things. You do user documentation, you do development, you do 
testing, you do process governance. So really, the, those 15 years created a well-rounded personality for me as far as all phases of the software development lifecycle were concerned. Um, but sometime in uh, 2006 end is when I realized that I stopped learning uh, too much. And uh, that's when uh, the, the want to actually do something else happened. And uh, that's when I joined Business Objects. Business Objects happened because I wanted to do, you know, go back into a small organization and build again. Uh, and it was, it, it was, you know, being set up in India in a BOT model. So the team in India was really smaller than my team in iFlex at that point of time. But I was really encouraged by the fact that I could, you know, possibly do it again. God had other plans. Uh, um, SAB acquired us the same year. So I worked in the the data line of business, the business view objects line of business of SAP for about two years and moved to mainstream uh, mainstream SAP. Uh, did a lot of work there around uh, uh, SRM, SPM, PLM, um, uh, uh, some work in theory, uh, HANA. Um, my last role there was the VP of strategy that you mentioned. Uh, from there, I actually moved on to Infosys, and I joined their product company called Edgeburg, which was set up to, you know, create value once and sell multiple times. So I joined in a very different capacity there. I had always been a product and a technology leader. I joined there as the head of delivery uh, for Finical, which is, again, a banking software. So I was back into fintech. Um, uh, and uh, uh, led their implementation and support for about two years, post which I joined Dell to do the mobility engineering, um, uh, to set up the mobility engineering team for Dell. Uh, I did mobility and data for about three and a half years, and then from there uh, led on to, you know, uh, leading the team that was doing Dell.com slash support. And from there, uh, that's when Broadridge happened. And uh, Broadridge actually hired me to be their COO in India. There was an opportunity after that. Uh, our MD decided to retire. He wanted to start his own company. Uh, so they opened the position. I applied for it, went through the rounds and got it. I've been doing this role now for about 19, 20 months. Uh, it's been a very good learning journey. I think what I've enjoyed uh, through my journey since the time I left college to today has been the fact that life has given me an opportunity to take on a variety of roles. And uh, I have learned and I think become better with every single transition that has happened. So that's my story in short. Um, I'm married uh, based in Bangalore. Uh, we have one son who is uh, much older than you, Bhavad, I'm sure. He is 27, uh, working um, uh, as a data scientist in Texas. So that's who I am. Uh, that was quite a journey, ma'am. So we would like to know more about your days at UAC. What in specific would we want to know about that? Any story you would like to share? Any interesting incident? Um, so um, let me talk about a couple, right? Um, my father actually decided that, you know, mechanical engineering is where everybody should be. Right, and that's that's a stream of engineering that will never die. Um, uh, and he actually uh, kind of said, no, we should do mechanical engineering. And I said, no, I'm not going to do mechanical engineering. 
uh, finally, I got admission into um, into architecture, and I said I don't want to do architecture. Also, uh, so uh, you know that came to a point where I said if I'm not doing electronics engineering, I'm dropping a year. So I used to actually go out and stand outside the principal's office for for like two hours every day, and find the watchman that sits outside the principal's office. He took pity on me and said, okay, I'll send you inside. So I went in and I talked to him and I said, sir, I don't want to do architecture. You give me anything else, I'll do it. So he said, can I give you civil? I said, no, no civil, no architecture, no mechanical. I'm willing to try electrical, but I really want to do electronics. So I moved from architecture to electrical. Then I kept standing on his gate still. And then a month later, he gave me electronics. So it was really a journey of about three months to move. I did one month of architecture, then moved into the electrical class, and then moved into the electronic class. Having said that, we were about 25 girls and in a class of about 75. Um, um, I think it was a class of really vibrant uh, young people. Sorry about this. Um, vibrant young people. And... Uh, we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. We've just completed 30 years of our uh, pass out from college. Uh, but I think uh, what I remember of college is A, the camaraderie between us in the batch, um, the, the camaraderie with our seniors. I still remember a lot of us, my seniors, I have relationships, I have friendships still forged with the seniors. Um, I remember the uh, the first year very distinctly because you know you had to you had to go and make those models, mechanical models, carpentry models, and stuff like that. Um, I remember struggling with uh, you know the concepts of electrical engineering as to how certain things flow through those big machines. I remember being absolutely fascinated with electronics and you know the designs and the circuitry of all of that. I remember being really really impressed with you know fortran that's what we learned in college um as as the language in our third year uh, so i think from an academics perspective um it, i remember my school teachers there was a young uh, teacher who had just passed out and then there was uh, you know um i don't think you you would have him we had a prof called nayak and he used to insist that our notebooks had to be, um, you know, had to have a brown paper on it. It had to be neat. The notes had to be neat. You could not enter the class even a minute late. You have to be there earlier than him. So there was a lot of, lot of, um, lot of powerful memories that I have of college. We had a lot of fun in college. We used to have a fest every year. Um, I would be on the stage doing something every year. Uh, and uh, we had, you know, we had a, uh, I had different groups with whom I used to do different activities and stuff like that. So uh, I think college is, uh, college will always be a special place for everybody, uh, spe uh, specifically the undergrad where you, you know, you get your first degree from. Um, it's that time of your life when you are, you're transiting from childhood to adulthood. You're now starting to understand what you would want to do in life. And you are kind of mature enough to build relationships that yeah. will last you your yeah. lifetime. So your friends really happen in college. So those are my memories of you. Yeah. Yeah.
uh, I'm pretty sure every UECN would be able to relate to that as even I could relate to most of the points which you had said. So you have been part of an array of companies at various positions. What are the key learnings for you in this journey? Um, I think let me let me think about three four things, right? Um, a as a principle, Bhavad, I have never said no to an assignment. I have never said I won't do this, right? So if an assignment has come to my table and said, Sheenam, this is what we need right now, and this is you know this is something. That is important. I've always said I'll figure out how to do it. And I think what that has done to me is that it has helped me become wholesome. Right. So um, there was a time in life when, uh, you know, um, we had just come up with the first version of FlexCube. Um, and uh, FlexCube is the number two core banking product in the world even today. Right. And I was a part of the team that created FlexCube. I was a young mother. I had a three month old at home. I couldn't travel. Most of my peers were traveling. So, you know, we needed to cre create the next version of FlexCube. So the next release had to come out. We also needed to institutionalize a process of support. We needed to have a proper regression test facility. And over the course of those 18 months that I didn't travel and most of my peers were out, um, I actually was doing all of these things in parallel. Uh, and it was it was a lot of lot of work, uh, but you know the primary criteria for me was that I should be in Bangalore with my son, uh, and that was being fulfilled. But I enjoyed, I learned a lot, and I think I got far richer experiences than my uh, peers who were doing work with the customers at that point of time. Um, so. My advice to any student that is passing out now or anybody who's just started their professional life is that life will throw you spins, okay? And, and convert challenges into opportunities. When you do that, you will learn. So that would be my lesson number one. My lesson number two would be be a continuous learner, right? Nobody is responsible for you. The only person who's responsible for you is really you. So you control your destiny. You cannot say my manager did not allocate that training to me or nobody told me that this needed to be done. You have to figure out. So how are you continuously upgrading, upskilling and, and becoming a better version of yourself is really your responsibility and nobody else's responsibility. So just, just that function of being a continuous learner or being a continuous explorer uh, of, of you know, getting skills that, uh, you know, you think you will need tomorrow is important. Um, I'm a design thinking coach, a design thinking facilitator. I'm a lean coach. I've done agile scrum uh, training programs. I'm a certified uh, ACC and PCC executive coach and ICF coach. Um, I'm a... Um, I, I'm a safe agilist. So over time, I've kind of added things into my buckets that some things I didn't need to do. I would have just acquired because of work. But just getting that and being able to fit pieces together 
helps you become a better person and and definitely a better leader so if you want to lead teams and you want to provide direction i think it's very important to learn continuously that's that would be my advice number 2 my advice number 3 from the various journeys that i i have been is um is challenge yourself right challenge your own capabilities and uh, step out of the box regularly and i'll give you an example in 2004 okay i had already spent about 7 8 years in bangalore while my peers were outside so i had never really seen a customer site and one my manager at that point of time he came to me and he said uh shina why there is this red customer in canada i want you to convert it, that into green and lead this implementation and i thought to myself can i or can i not do it right and i was pretty sure that i will not be able to do it but this manager of mine really knew that i could right and he had possibly more confidence in me than i had right but that one assignment because i was able to do successfully uh changed my own awareness of myself so i now challenge sometimes when i when i get into this syndrome of oh shit maybe i'm not good enough maybe i can't do it i go back to that time and tell myself no i can do it and this is possible so that art of possible has happened for me so i would request everybody to continuously keep challenging themselves on that and the last one that i would leave uh, for you is that there are a certain core there are certain core values to you yourself right how however you define it you will need to behave differently in different scenarios but never let go of what is important what is really integral to your persona your character so your integrity your humbleness whatever are those things that are true to you don't let go of that so those will be four things that i would possibly leave you with and those are really valuable points suggested by sheena so uh, how would you describe your current role as a managing director of crowdrich very different from something that i have done earlier i've uh, uh, traditionally really been in you know in the space of um, um technology right whether it was product development product engineering product design product management uh, or delivery right so it has always something which has been linked to technology this role is much bigger than that right you have to understand how the company runs how do you liaison with the government how do you liaison with the ecosystem um which could be the startups that you want to deal with which are the industry forums that you want to deal with what are the legal rules laws uh, guidelines uh, protocols that you need to have knowledge of to to you know manage that so it's not just technology you have to understand the hr space you have to understand how facilities run you have to understand how procurement happens how finance runs uh what what are those basics of finance and accounting and balance sheets and all of that right you also need to understand you know how businesses are profitable and i think i got a lot of that when i was at infosys but this was a very different uh, ball game 
then you're sitting here leading 5,000 people, okay, for a global organization. Uh, you have to think about how do you continuously cascade strategy? How do you continuously uh, tell your associates that you are valuable? Uh, and just not tell, showcase through words, actions, repeated actions and communications, right? So the, the learning in this role has been really steep. I don't think I've learned everything that needs to be learned yet. Um, I think that journey is going to be another 18, 20 months. But I think just, just doing this role has been a pivotal, powerful change for myself because I have... I have challenged myself in different ways and different forms of learning here. Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, that is really interesting how you give the perspective of how it differs from other roles you had in the past. So finally, for the last question, but not the least important one, you have been championing many initiatives for inclusivity of poor women. What would be your message for women who have taken up careers instead? So I firmly believe that women should stop thinking of themselves as different. We need help, right? And why do we need help? Biologically, uh, we are the birth givers. We are, uh, you know, God has created women different from men in the fact that we, we, we are able to give birth to the next generation. We are child raisers, right? We are also uh, caregivers. We are also nurturers from that aspect. So we need help because, you know, uh, you will get married, you possibly have a child, you will have multiple children, you will need breaks at that point of time, careers take a back seat. But I think you will possibly need to take a break in your career. I've taken a one year sabbatical in my career, right? Uh, I think you have to be very focused on, on focusing on the right thing at that point of time. Right? Like I told you, I didn't travel when my son Adi was young. Right? From the age of about three months to about nine, ten years that, that he was, I didn't move out of the country. I didn't move out of Bangalore, actually. I would, if I needed to do a day trip, I would I'd go to Bombay, I would do a day trip and come back. I didn't leave him alone for a night. Right, but that was that was priority for me at that point of time. Okay, you have to decide in what segment of life you are in, and decide the priority, and then be happy with that priority. Tomorrow, life will give you an opportunity to get back, okay, and lead a better life. So decide your priority, but don't think of yourself in your career any different from a man. Right. Ask yourself whether you can do something and continuously keep challenging ourselves. Now, the difference between a man and a woman, again, in a professional world, is that the woman will not take too much risk, but the man is able to take some risk. Right. And therefore, my suggestion to all women would be that if there is an internal job that has been posted, OK, go out and check whether you can do it. Right. And if you can do 60% of that job description, go and apply for that role because role rotations are also important. We often see men applying to internal job postings and the women not applying because they'll, they'll start to think, 
what would it do how much time do i need to spend and stuff like that right the third thing that has been proven very wrong um that you know i grew up with for example right women don't have time to network they don't drink they don't go to the smoking uh, lobbies so how do they get information covid happened two years we were at home there was no networking there was no going out for a smoke there was no going out in the evening for a drink right yet men did networking and women didn't which means it intrinsically there's something in our characters in our character that that prevents us from you know breaking those shackles and i would request all of you all the women who are listening to this that go out and break those shackles right if you can't go for an evening drink or an evening dinner there's always a lunch in office that you can do together with somebody right my advice to anybody who's listening to this boys and girls together is that don't just concentrate on your manager build relationships with peers of your managers we'll figure out who are the important stakeholders and go out and network with them so that would be my third thing to women and my last thing would be that glass ceiling exists to be broken go out there and break them and enjoy that breaking man woman both they exist but they can be broken uh, uh, thank you shiram that was really like really motivating for anyone not only the girls but even the boys for that matter so thank you a lot shinam for taking time out of your busy schedule we understand how busy a managing director job could get so we would really appreciate your presence here uh, i'm pretty sure the viewers also will enjoy this episode thank you to all the listeners for tuning into this episode listeners can reach out to us either by instagram by the handle @visionuec or mail us at ucga.chronicles@campusuec.in Thank you. We shall meet at the next episode. Thank you, Bhavik, for having me, and always a pleasure to interact with anybody from UVC. So to all my fellow UVCians, all the best. Thank you.